Hello, and welcome to the Belmont Journal, your source for hyperlocal news and community updates. I'm Mike Crowley, your host this week. Beginning May 20th, Belmont Light will be accepting applications for a new solar rebate program. Approved projects for homes and businesses will receive a one-time rebate of up to $1.20 per watt um, off the cost of an installed system. Rebates are available um, on a first-come, first-served basis and as long as funding lasts. For more information, please go to the Belmont Light website. Is spring finally here? Well, maybe, but with the change in seasons, Belmont's also getting some changes in its retail landscape. Unfortunately, the 30 Petals Boutique has announced that it's shutting down operations later in June. But we're also getting three new stores in Cushing Square. Joanna Juvelis met with the owners. Hi, I'm Megan Brennan. I'm the owner of Essential Salon here in Belmont. This is our new location at 456 Common Street, the previous um, Owens Bakery. We needed some more space and we wanted to be closer to all the other businesses and the vibrancy here in the square, which we kind of don't really get that around the corner. It just worked out. I had a client who gave me the lead on the space and when I talked to the landlord, it just, it all kind of came together shortly after that. So it was, it was good timing. We specialize in all kinds of coloring, balayage, cutting. We have an amazing, amazing team of extremely talented women. We also do all the latest, you know, anti-aging stuff. Um, so yeah, we just have really great talent. Hi, I'm Marissa Basile. I'm going to be opening up a women's clothing boutique called Too Tempted here in Cushing Square. Uh, it's located at 444 Common Street. Too Tempted is a women's clothing boutique. Um, we're going to have um, young contemporary clothing um, featuring some brands such as Lush and BB Dakota are some big ones. The space uh, back here, we're going to have two dressing rooms. One is going to be a little bit bigger than the other. Uh, and then over here, we'll have all the uh, clothing rack, um, different shelving. People should shop here just because I think the quality is going to be really good and it's going to be given to you at an affordable price. Uh, hopes going down the road, I would say, are to open multiple locations. Uh, all within the greater Boston area. Hi, my name is Erin Brown. I am the new owner of the Blue Butterfly. We will be at 113 Trapello Road in Cushing Square in Belmont. We will be selling original art, vintage inspired things, and a lot of travel um, books and items for the intellectually curious person. And we look forward to having you at our store. Uh, we chose Cushing Square because we are Belmont residents. We have two kids in the school system and we live less than a mile down the road. Um, we've always shopped in Cushing Square. We love the Lees. My son and my husband get their hair cut at the barber's den. We frequent the Spirited Gourmet, as I'm sure many of you do. Um, we go to Helena's and we just love the vibe here. We think it's um, really up and coming, especially with all of the new condos opening up across the street um, and the Starbucks coming back into town. So the real inspiration behind the store, as many of my friends know, is my mom, Marlene Brown. Um, she lives in Baltimore, and she was the one who started with Vintage and Antiques back in the 1980s. Um, her store was called 
the poor butterfly. And the blue butterfly obviously is a takeoff on this name and we will have a younger, fresher vibe, but I will always have my mom in mind. Welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian and welcome back Franklin Tucker, editor of the Belmontonian. How are you, Franklin? Uh, very good, thank you. So let's talk about 5G and town center. What's happening? Um, as you know, 5G is the next generation of um, uh, internet uh, connection, connectability. Yeah. Uh, and it's coming to Belmont. Uh, uh, the big multinational telecommunication firms are now going across the country to, to put up sites that will allow um, uh, everybody, you consumers, to, to be able to take this very fast, very uh, connective uh, uh, new generation uh, to come through. So what they have to do is they have to have towers or cell components. So, so, so we're, we're accustomed to, or perhaps we're not if we don't notice them, but there, there, are, there are existing cell towers scattered around town. Does this new technology need additional towers? What, what, That's right. And what, 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 what we were told, uh, well, what the Board of Selectmen was told is that um, uh, there are spots around town that need extra, uh, extra um, uh, connectability because mm -hmm. you, you, the 5G is, just needs that sort of a boost in, in certain parts of the town. One is on Channing Road, which is across the train tracks from the high school, yep. so they yep. would need that. And one is in Belmont Center. Now, um, now we have, uh, you know, how things are done in Washington, D.C. affects local people. When you usually don't see it, but this one really did. The FCC in uh, uh, two years ago basically gave the these uh, uh, telecommunication um, uh, companies carte blanche to go beyond regulations. They can, so they just, what the federal government is doing is they don't want to see uh, small towns have regulation upon regulation preventing uh, 3G, in other words, 5G. Be Belmont and other towns can't can't put legal impediments in the way of 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 the deployment of this technology. That's right. It's, uh, in, in many ways, it's uh, like height or the t or the uh, or what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, in many ways, uh, what uh, AT and T and Verizon is go are going to do is they're going to put poles. Um, that aren't uh, the exact duplicate of what they have right now. In Belmont Center, we have these very ornamental mm -hmm. um, uh, light poles, and uh, they want to put one of those light poles, take it out, and put a new new one in that really doesn't look like any of the other ones, and it's taller. Is, is it unsightly? It's not that it's unsightly. I mean, some of the old <laughs> cell towers were really unsightly. Very unsightly. I mean, you only have to go to the uh, new cemetery in, in Belmont or just look across the street from uh, Town Hall at the uh, police station. Sure. So it, it really is now a situation where the, where the town, uh, at, uh, at, on Monday, the Board of Selectmen set up a new, so, uh, new regulations to um, basically tamper down uh, uh, any kind of, uh, of the real horrible things that you, mm -hmm. you could get from a uh, cell tower or, or, or these new t uh, towers. And it, it is in, in some ways um, uh, an attempt to, to basically have some control over what's going to be coming into Belmont because this is not going to just be two poles. Uh, this is going to be a series of poles that will be coming in the future. So, so there, there is some controversy associated with this pole that, that, that um, AT&T wanted to erect, erect in town center mm -hmm. um, because it, it looks different from it the ornament, or, the ornamental poles that are there, um, which which the town paid a lot of money for. So what 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 does the new regulation do that that? Um, Basically, it's a, it's a way of saying, look, uh, 
uh, it's a lot of uh, uh, safety uh, issues, such as, you know, we don't want this to bean somebody on the head. You know, we don't want this to fall over. We want this to be as safe as possible. But in, in many ways, you know, we really don't have much uh, say in, in, in what's going to be going on in this poll. And the poll will be right at, um, uh, uh, right where Shine um, um, uh, Restaurant is. Right. Uh, so it, it, we really don't, the town really doesn't have the ability to say the aesthetics has to be the same as the other polls in town. It's just that um, they just want to make it um, a safety issue. You know, they just oh, want to I make see. sure it's as safe as possible. All right. Well, that's that's interesting, and you know, we'll see what happens, and look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. Welcome to this week in the Citizen Herald, and welcome back, Joanna Jubilis, senior multimedia journalist with the Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont. Hello, Joanna. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> So, so a number of things happening in the news this week. Mm -hmm. um, um, let's talk about the changes that we're seeing in town center. Slight change to the town green landscape. If you're stuck in traffic during rush hour driving through Belmont Center, you may notice that there is now a four-faced clock that has been installed on the town green. So when, when did this happen? Just just this week, um, May 14th, it okay. was installed, and May 16th, it was dedicated. It's a donation from the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation. So, so, so that's actually interesting and, and maybe an important point. So the, the clock is sitting out in front of what's now the People's Bank. Yes, yes, but, but, which was for, but it was Belmont Savings right. Bank for like 100 years, right? I don't know the exact... But, history, but I know it was a long time. But when they became public, Belmont Savings Bank in 2011, the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation was established. And okay. that's what's donated to so many Belmont causes, like the construction of the Underwood Pool mm -hmm. and the Foundation for Belmont Education, the press box at the Harris Field at Belmont mm -hmm. High School, so many projects. So what, what this is going to do, this is the legacy of Belmont Savings Bank. On each of the faces, it says Town of Belmont at the top uh -huh. and Belmont Savings Bank at the bottom. And they donated this clock to the town. It is a town clock, and it tells the correct time. Well, so un unlike that, that other town clock that's sitting atop the tower attached to the first church. <laughs> um, but but th this, this, this actually... Is, is also a, rem a reminder that the Belmont Savings Bank Association not going away. Will, right. will be staying around. It for some is time staying to come. around as part of the agreement. People's United Bank, it became official April 1st. Okay, well, so that's, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, so I, I understand that um, the, the Lime bikes are back, but they're, they're back with some changes. Yes, you may notice that they are all e-bikes now, which means they're electric. There are no more manual line bikes. So, so I had noticed that the bikes had seemed to disappear for a while. I guess they were taken off the street during the winter. I, I believe that is why. Okay. So they are definitely back, and you mm -hmm. see them everywhere now. And the price is changing because now they're all electric bikes. Mm -hmm. And this is part of a, a regional program. Belmont is participating. Belmont has 34 of these bikes, and other towns also have a certain number of bikes. So there were there were several towns that were participating. Right, in. Arlington is one of the towns. Mm -hmm. And and so this change is being made across the whole the whole. Yes, there are uh, no more manual bikes, 
and the price is going from a dollar for 30 minutes to about $4.50 for 30 minutes, which is 15 cents a minute. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that sounds like a big increase, but, but I understand that, that people who've actually ridden the electric bikes prefer it. Yes, that is why they decided to make this change. Like if you're going up a hill, and as you know, there are many hills in Belmont, you can just click this little button and it helps you to get up that hill without being out of breath by the time you get to the top. Well, I'll be thinking about that the next time my wife wants to take a walk up to the habitat. Oh, very nice. Why don't we rent the bikes? I can honestly <laughs> say I have rented an electric bike, mm -hmm. and I would never go back to manual after experiencing it. I can honestly say that. All right. I'm understanding that Paramount is coming back to do some more filming in the town. They are, so it's pretty exciting. They stopped filming on May 2nd. They they filmed till about 1 in the morning on Ivy Road, as you know, mm -hmm. they're they were filming for Defending Jacob, a television series. I've talked about this before. It stars Chris Evans and Michelle Dockery. They had to halt because one of the actors got sick. Mm -hmm. I can't say who that was, but she's a pretty important part of the show. That's okay. all I'm going to say. They are coming back May 22nd, 23rd, and 24th to Ivy Road. So we're going to see the same thing. We're going to see lots of extra trucks around town parked at St. Camilla's Church, parked in front of the Plymouth Church on Pleasant Street and around Ivy, the Ivy Road neighborhood, all the surrounding streets. But it, it's exciting. So if you, I really recommend people go by and take a look. There's a road barrier at each mm -hmm. end of Ivy Road, but you can still see what's going on. They're not going to turn you away. They don't want you to take pictures or, or video, but I still think it's fun to watch. And quite a few people came out last time. Yes, and young fans. Okay. Yes. All right, well, thank you so much, Joanna. You're welcome. And we'll talk to you next time. You're welcome. And now it's time for our community calendar with Jane Peters. Jane tells us about all of the things happening in Belmont this week. Jane also interviews Belmont resident Janet Sand, who's organizing a discussion group called Matters of Faith, which aims to bring together people of all religious backgrounds and traditions, and even no traditions, to learn from each other about their respective faiths and their neighbors. Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for next week. Before we get into next week's events, we have a special guest with us today. We have Janet Sand. She is a Belmont resident and a representative in the Belmont Religious Council. Yes. Um, and she's here to talk with us today about a discussion group that has started and is looking to kind of build up a little bit of momentum yes. called Matters of Faith. And can you tell us a little bit about what that's going to, what that looks like? I've been interested for a long time in getting uh, people to talk about their faiths mm -hmm. and to visit together the houses of worship in Belmont. Okay. So this uh, group has met once and we're going to try to get some momentum going mm -hmm. to meet monthly with people of who are in the religious institutions, who are not, who question faith, who have faith, and let it grow together so that we can kind of share our thoughts about faith and also visit the churches and mosques and synagogues together. Great. Can you talk a little bit about your own journey with your own faith and uh, what might have led you to this point to want to put this together? I think there are two things, one of which is I remember as a child having a book called, I think, One God, and it, it had pictures and, mm -hmm. and stories about different religions, and I remember being interested in that then. The other thing is that growing up, in a town, much like Belmont or Watertown, mm -hmm. 
in its demographics. It had few Jews. Okay. Lots of Armenians, lots of Lutherans, lots of Catholics. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was interesting being in a minority and often uh, being the one that would explain uh, my faith. Okay. Uh, and also it was uh, when church and state were not so separated and in my public school in Pennsylvania every day by law, we read 10 verses of the Bible and said the Lord's Prayer every day. Wow. Yes, and so some years I said the Lord's Prayer, and some days I didn't, some years I said Jesus, and some days I didn't say Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> so kind of fit yourself in there. As a, as a kind of Jewish person <laughs> uh -huh. with a strong community kind of trying to figure out, you know, how to be in this kind of other kind of community. Okay, right? yeah, very interesting. Um, and so is there uh, an overarching kind of theme to these meetings? Is there a question you're trying to answer? Is it just... Um, I think that that's what the group itself is there to decide. What we did in the very first meeting was to ask people about their own faith journeys. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm always interested in who kind of maintains their faith, who changes it, how it develops over a lifetime. But what it's going to be, we don't know mm -hmm. yet. And mm -hmm. it really is to try to get a group together um, and have us decide together. Um, it is, right now, we're uh, going to share uh, about our different faiths. Mm -hmm. And this next meeting, Jen Hoida, mm -hmm. who is the incoming president of the Belmont Religious Council and is Baha'i, is going to, for part of the meeting, be talking about the Baha'i faith to us. Very cool. Yeah. So it's an opportunity for people to... Learn to about learn. Uh, yes, not just to talk learn about, about their own experiences. That's right, but and to, to learn, learn about other faiths. That's fantastic. And and so, what what are your hopes for this for this group? What would be the the best outcome here? This is not just for people who are members of churches and synagogues, but also people who everybody has a faith in something. You know, what's it like to be an atheist these days? Mm -hmm. Where do you get your morality mm -hmm. from? All those kind of feelings. So I hope it is open, but it is also comfortable with enough people returning each time that it can feel uh, like you can build mm -hmm. safety and trust. Great. So um, as you were saying, the, the group is still in its early stages yes. of figuring out what, what its goals are. You're going to be having your second meeting on yes. Sunday, May 19th, and going to be going forward meeting monthly yes. after that. Um, it is at the First Church in Belmont. It is this time. This time it's going to be changing locations. We don't as well. know. It, oh, it may great. be the yeah. same time. It may be changing locations. But this time it is at the First Church, mm -hmm. Belmont, in the parlor mm -hmm. at two o'clock. Great and welcome to anyone. Welcome religious to or otherwise. Religious or otherwise. Curious, curious or otherwise. Uh, and I say to RSVP, but you actually don't have to. Great. All right. So just show <laughs> just up. Just show up. Perfect. All right. Great. Well, uh, I hope that that goes really well and that you get a good, healthy group of people that are looking to discuss some of these really uh, interesting and, and topics that relate to all of us. Yes. Yeah. Great. Thank well, you. Thank you for being here today. And thank you for having me. Right. And with that, we will get into next week's events.
Local author Sarah Marie Jett is visiting the Beach Street Center on Tuesday at 4.30 to discuss representations of diversity in children's literature as well as writing strategies. Jett's book, What the Wind Can Tell You, explores a magical world in which physical limitations disappear and a young girl's epileptic brother can wander freely. Come see why this book has landed on the 2018 Windows and Mirrors lists for its strong representations of marginalized identities. As part of the Friends of the Belmont Public Library's May is for the Bird series, wildlife photographer Peter Kristoff will present a narrated slideshow sharing his award-winning images and photographic secrets as he brings you inside a typical New England swamp. From ospreys to woodpeckers, Peter captures birds building nests, feeding their young, and catching prey. Do you love comics? The library presents a special workshop with local comic artist Kara Bean. Learn to make your own comic with amazing characters and surprising stories on Wednesday at 2.30. Learn more about Kara and her work at karabeancomics.com. Watch Belmont Boosters All-Stars take on the New England Patriots as they battle it out on the BHS basketball court. Tickets are available at the door. Attendees will have autograph and photo opportunities, as well as the chance to win an autographed football. For info and advanced tickets, call the number on screen. Violinist Joshua Peckins and pianist Eliko Akahori will be performing a powerful program titled Liberation at the Payson Park Church on Thursday at 7. This program will present a wide range of experiences for listeners celebrating the wide artistic potential of the violin. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. The BHS Performing Arts Company presents two improv shows on Thursday and Friday evenings at 7. Each show is guaranteed to be its own unique event, featuring games and scenes made up on the spot from audience suggestion. Purchase tickets ahead of time at bhs-pac-improv. Bring your broken, non-functioning things, appliances, computers, toys, bikes, and more to Belmont's Fix-It Clinic at the library on Saturday from 1 to 4. Volunteer coaches will share their time to help you repair items in a hands-on environment that seeks to help convey basic troubleshooting skills. Register online to bring in your item at bit.ly slash fixitcheckin. Unplug next week with the Youth Commission's Belmont Unplugged Week. Each day has a suggested activity or local event for you and your family to participate in that does not involve electronics, such as making Sundays on Sunday or spending time helping out your neighbors. Visit the Youth Commission's website for more information on the week of suggestions. And that's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Belmont 7th grader and Boy Scout Owen Thomas organized a bike drive on Saturday, May 11th. The idea was to collect bikes for the project Bikes Not Bombs. It's a Boston-based group that collects and ships them to economic development projects in Africa, Latin America, and the Caribbean. The Belmont Journal's Roger Colton was there. I'm Owen Thomas. I'm from Troop 66 Belmont. This is my Eagle Scout project. It's a bike drive in partnership with uh, Bikes Not Bombs, a Boston-based nonprofit. That aim is to, uh, with in partnership with uh, social de uh, development programs, they use bikes to create social and economical change for underprivileged people in uh, in the Greater Boston area. Uh, Africa, Latin America, and the Caribbean. Uh, this shipment will probably either go to Ke uh, Nairobi, Kenya, or to uh, uh, Guatemala. Here we're finishing our last truckload. 
Our first truckload was uh, maybe a hundred bikes worth, and this is about 75 bikes, so we'll probably even out of between 170, 180 bikes donated. So here we have some of the bikes people have donated. Uh, you can see that they were their seats were removed, and the handlebar, hand, hand, handlebars, excuse me, folded so that they could fit into a shipping container. Uh, each shipping container holds up to uh, uh, 600-plus bikes. We had some almost brand-new bikes. Uh, we had some bikes that had probably been sitting in people's garage for 20-plus years. Um, I think some of these could classify as antique, actually. But these are, these are some of them were elderly couples whose children rode these bikes. So this was uh, the project of my making, and uh, the volunteers here are mostly those from my co uh, church congregation and uh, my scout group. This was largely a Belmont, yeah, driven donation. Yeah, we're very grateful. And now it's time for sports. Recently, the Varsity Rugby Marauder girls team played Needham, and the Varsity boys team played Lincoln Sudbury. The boys are now four wins, one loss, and the girls remain undefeated. Jeremy Meserve has highlights for us. There's a big hole for Grace to run through. Powerful moving her legs through the down well out to the backs. Nice white ball, Hannah, one more pass. And there's Elizabeth in for a try. Taken down. Nice off Michaela right at the line. Ball taken by Grace out of the back of the rock. Looks like Grace is in for a try. Ball out to Maddie, straight down to Maddie. Turn to the field, great leg drive from Maddie. Looks like she's pushed through for the defense from Needham's back line. Got the stop, switch back inside from the hand to Gabby. Looks like Gabby's just over the line, or just short of the line. A little chip kick over the top, slow reaction from Needham, and maybe looks like just Elizabeth landed on it. Should be coming back with this ball. We can't see it. Hold him up! Hold him up! Hold him up! Try. Sam Segarian again, and John Candle finishing off the former pupils here today. Those are at college. Oh, Belmont in with another score. Yes. Lincoln Sudbury lost that ball just near their line. That's all for now. I'm Mike Crowley, and we'll see you next time.